Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. Today, we are diving into the magic of the Her Film Festival Amsterdam, an event that amplifies the voices and visions of women filmmakers and highlights films about women and their so far often untold unique stories. It's more than just a film festival. It's a celebration of creativity, resilience and the power of women worldwide. Sabine Brüsse organizes the event and she's going to talk about her favorite stories, the position of women worldwide and why an event like her film festival is still necessary and important. These days, maybe more than ever. Welcome, Sabine Brüsse. Thanks for being with me today. Hi, thank you for inviting me. What is Semawi and her film festival? Could you explain this to us? Yeah, of course. Um, Simavi is an international NGO and uh, we specialize in access to water for women. That's the very short answer. Um, but let me elaborate a bit. Uh, we work uh, in several countries in Africa and Asia together with our local teams. And Simavi has been doing that for 99 years, a very long time. Uh, and so, of course, we have a lot of experience, but also, of course, a lot has, been, has changed in the last century. Um, and most importantly, we, we finally understand uh, the role of women when we are talking about access to water. And um, I can elaborate about this very long, but uh, very shortly, um, when we talk about women and water, it's the women that um, are the, the bearers of water. So they are the one responsible in households for fetching the water in 80% of the households, households worldwide. Um, but at the same time, so, so they are the one who's struggling the most if access to water is not guaranteed. And at the same time, women are the change makers. So if we uh, empower women, uh, they make the most change in the access to water. Um, what also has changed is that as Simavi, we understand our own role a little bit better. Uh, uh, that means that now in our head office in Amsterdam, we focus really on monitoring programs in making sure that what we do is sustainable and accountable uh, and we focus on the fundraising. So that means that we are creating awareness for what's happening in the world and we're engaging people to work with us on our, on our mission. But the work itself is happening in Africa and Asia where we work and it's being done by local partners. So Simavi is really an organization, a network organization that uh, makes sure that our local partners in the countries can do uh, their work in in order to guarantee access to water for women and girls um, yeah as i said awareness is a very important part of our job that we're doing here in the netherlands and therefore uh, four years ago um, we decided that we want to do something special to engage the audience with our work uh, and for us, it's like we don't really believe in the, the sad commercials that you see sometimes. And they actually really work uh, really well. So, uh, of course, it engages people with the sad stories in the world. 
but we thought how can we show a more empowering people a empowering vision of the people that we work with but then at the same time also uh, create urgency for what we are doing and that is actually how her film festival um, uh, started to exist we partnered up with Synetry, a very interesting uh, film platform uh, and together we created a festival called Her Film Festival. Uh, and you asked me, what is Her Film Festival in, in short? Well, it's a collection of amazing films uh, with powerful and inspiring women as the lead characters. So it's really a collection of inspiring stories about women uh, that we share. And uh, we explicitly program films from all over the world. So from all the continents, and uh, we really want to showcase a very diverse palette in terms of language, in terms of topics, culture, but also in terms of length, for example. And we go from Hollywood blockbusters to uh, documentaries from India, uh, as, as an example. Um, yeah, so that's what Her Film Festival is, and um, that's what Simari is. You already said a couple of things that really resonated with me and we're going to talk about these topics more in depth a bit later, but I also want to mention it now so I don't forget it myself. Um, I read a book a while ago written by Mary Robinson. I think she was the Irish Prime Minister. I I hope I'm, I'm saying that right. And uh, she wrote a book called Climate Justice, how climate change, which is man-made, and I don't mean human-made, I mean man-made, affects women with less access to, to water. They have to walk longer distances, which endangers them to gender-based and sexual violence or uh, access for women in India to, to toilets that sometimes they would not, if they didn't have a bathroom at home, they would not dare to go out at night to go to the bathroom because it is dangerous to be outside alone as a female in, in certain areas. So they would rather not go to the bathroom, which again causes inflammations and infection of, of the bladder because it's not good for you to, to hold it for, for hours, yeah. for example. Absolutely. And the other thing that you said really reminded me also of my, my time when I worked in the Middle East a couple of times, that I see it a lot that these women are way too often, if you ask me, portrayed as victims or as weak like Muslim women, especially, that it's always like they are the victims in a certain situation. While with all the women that I have met and I'm still meeting, they are not weak. They are no in, in no way a victim. They are badass and, and empowered and often in, in control of their own situations. But this is not how the world portrays them. So I'm and that probably goes for a lot of females and a lot of communities worldwide. So I'm really happy that that you're focusing on on the empowerment of women and what women actually are capable of achieving when when we let them basically. Yeah. Yeah, well spoken. I think that the issues that you just mentioned are exactly the issues that we see every day in our work. And coming back to your last point, I it, it makes me remember something when I was in uh, in Kenya last year, I was talking to one of my colleagues from Kenya. And she said, Sabine, sometimes people are saying we should give these women a voice. And she said, that's a bunch of bullshit. They have a voice. We should give them a stage. They have a voice already. And that's that to me really clicked. And it's very true. And I think 
apart from the mission that we have as an NGO, me as a person, I also feel the mission in my work uh, to build that stage and to uh, make sure that um, people also in the Netherlands know what's going on in the world. Because, yeah, it's not a popular story and it's not something you see in um, in media, for example, in the, in the media we all consume. Uh, but it's very interesting also what's happening in the world and how we can also work together to make a positive impact. Quickly back to her film yeah. festival, so people can imagine it. How many movies are we talking and what are the locations and how much are the tickets? Maybe just the, the numbers. Effects. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the festival takes place from March 8th until March 17th this year. So it, it starts on International Women's Day on March 8th. That's, of course, not a coincidence. And her film festival is actually, uh, for the main part, an online film festival. So all the films are available online, free to watch for every everyone who uh, registers through her film festival .nl. And we actually started it as an online film festival in the in the Corona pandemic times. So we were looking for a way to actually come together and celebrate together and connect uh, through film. And uh, yeah, the online film festival started to exist and it was actually very successful. So ten thousands of people have uh, in the last years uh, watched films with us um, now uh, the pandemic of course is uh, is now well there's space again for us to go out so there are also uh, offline screenings in cinemas throughout the Netherlands um, but I actually would advise to uh, check out her film festival .nl since we are recording is a little bit earlier and the full group program is still to be um, announced. Um, and you asked me how many films are we watching? Um, so her film festival is really about curated content. Uh, so we are uh, showing seven films uh, and these seven films are all worth it. I'll tell you a little, a little bit more about that later. But it's not like we're trying to have the biggest or most complete uh, collection of films. We actually want to present a small number of films so that within the festival period, the, these 10 days, um, people are, um, yeah, they can watch them all if they like. Can you already tell us which topics are going to be covered? I assume even though it is empowerment, it is probably very heavy stuff. Am I correct in assuming that? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, her film festival really poses the question, like, what does it mean to be a woman worldwide? And every main character tells a different story. And that's what makes it so interesting. Um, so there's not one uh, specific topic that comes in all. That's the, the main issue in all the films. Um, but it's really about what does it mean to be a woman? And as a festival, we always think about that and should we have a theme and, and what is actually what we want to achieve and what do we, uh, which issue do we put on the stage? And of course, there's so much to talk about when you talk about women. I mean, I just, we just talked about a little bit of examples that we see in Africa and Asia. Uh, I mean, in your podcast, you speak to women all the time, also encountering, encountering different visions, different issues. And I guess for us, our payoff is connecting women worldwide. So it's really about coming together and sharing and the power of sharing. Um, and that's something we see, I think, 
this year, uh, everywhere around us, you see female networks and business clubs popping up. Uh, but we also see it, for example, in our work in Africa, the women's groups, the women coming together, creating solutions together. So that power of sharing is something that's really important. Uh, but also her film festival is about the power of representation. So research has shown that 86% of the women um, feels uh, more called to come in action when they see female leaders or female examples. So it's a very high number. So yeah, I think we all know what the power of representation is and that it's important to, to showcase uh, positive stories. Um, and with that, um, I think also comes female leadership as a very important topic. So female leadership to us is not about excluding men or whichever gender, but it's really about collaboration and about growing as a community. Uh, and there are hundreds of studies done. I try to research it always when the festival starts, like which numbers do we want to hold on to? But there's actually hundreds of studies that show why it is important for women to become leaders worldwide. For example, when women are in leadership positions, so both in business or in local or national governments, numerous positive effects can be measured. More profits are made, profits go up, the employees feel more at ease and therefore work more efficiently, the language becomes more inclusive, the cost of running a business becomes lower actually, and of course, most importantly, uh, more diversity and more representation makes people smarter and also more creative. So there's so much uh, evidence why it's important to, to place women in leadership positions. Um, and that it's not only in the interest of women, but for everyone. Um, and you talked a little bit about climate before. There was also one research that demonstrated that if women would tackle the climate crisis, would, we would be further on in the process. So that's very interesting. I'm also all, always very interested to, to understand how these researches are being done and how do we prove this. But yeah, apart from that, uh, I think we all know, you probably uh, talk about it a lot as well, that, that change doesn't happen automatically and women now are still facing a lot of prejudice and disadvantage. Um, here in the Netherlands and in Europe, but also in other, other places in the world. And I think one of the numbers I read is that if we um, proceed at this speed, at this rate, uh, we will only achieve gender equality within 131 years or something. So that's a bit shocking. Um, yeah, yeah. so you asked which, which issues there's so much to talk about. I can go on <laughs> about it for a long time, but I think for us, it's really about the collaboration, about working together uh, and about um, female leadership. Do you maybe have a favorite out of these seven movies? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a very hard question. As I said, we, we work with a small curated offer of films, but actually also the, the USB of our film partner, Synetry, um, I don't know if you know this feeling, but sometimes you're like, okay, let me watch a film at night after dinner. And then before you even start to watch a film, you're scrolling through hundreds of films and it takes already half an hour before you have, have selected something. Well, that's, that's something that Synetry offers a solution for. So they always offer a small number of films, but they have been handpicked and you know that they're good for you. 
uh, and not only for you that they always program films with a mission so it's they say uh, films that last longer than the film actually takes so that they marinate a little bit in your brain and make you make and inspire you um yeah so it's hard to choose but um well let me uh maybe tell a little bit about a couple of them is that okay mm-hmm. sure <laughs> um one film that really stuck with me is the film helaro it's an indian uh film uh and it's such a different film than we are used to like from european cinema or, Amer- or american cinema so the tempo is really different and there's a lot of song and dance in the film which makes it a very different viewing experience um the style is different there's m- m- many colors but it's so beautiful like every frame is a beautiful picture so it's very pleasing on the eye and um the story is very interesting it's about uh, a very rural indian um town in the 70s um and uh, i don't want to spoil too much uh but it's about yeah it's a really feminist view uh from a country where we maybe don't expect that and the film has won so many prizes in india uh, so it was actually also hard for us to to be able to distribute it in the, in the netherlands so it's it's also the opportunity for people to go and see it now in the netherlands and i just yeah i would recommend it to watch it it's a different experience so it's also a way to broaden your cinema horizon uh, but the story is really, really good and, and inspiring. Um, yeah, but also we have a very interesting film. It's called Guerreras. It's uh, made by, it's a short film made by a Dutch filmmaker, Lotte van Raalte. She's a very young talent and it's also a very uh, elegant film and very interesting. And it's short, so, you know, even if you don't have... Um, too much time go and watch it make sure the sound is on and that you have a big screen and and you will be amazed um yeah but we also have for example colette a very beautiful portrait where kira knightley plays the, the the role of a lifetime of her life um as uh in the beginning situating situated in the beginning of the 20th century and she really digs in female emancip- emancipation so that's yeah interesting and then of course maybe yeah maybe the most relevant one now to talk about is the film bombshell um it's an american film it's a it's a hollywood film and it's about women working in media and having to deal with sexual harassment and power play and this of course i mean now when we are recording this it's more relevant i think than ever also in the netherlands because uh, we just um, the the Commissie van Rijn, I don't know if you also heard about this, uh, published a report about uh, working in media here and everything that's going on in uh, um, in media in the Netherlands. So it's very recognizable and it's about, in the end, it's about safety for women on the work floor. And I think, I don't remember the exact number, but so many women, I think 50% of women have experienced uh, unsafety and sexual harassment on the work floor and that's of course shocking and this film is a very well done um yes yeah, st- uh, storytelling about that and and we live through three uh, characters and we see that and one phrase from that film i will um i will never forget it um 
it's the Rupert Murdoch, so the boss of the newsroom um, where the film is situated, says there is no audience for that side of the story. And when he said that, it was kind of funny in a very bitter way because it actually means that the truth of of what women go through or the, the, the justice behind that is less relevant than what the story is that we bring across. And that's, yeah, it's shocking and very relevant and I think very recognizable for all of us. So, yeah, I would absolutely advise uh, women to, to watch that film and men, of course. This actually had me thinking of another film that I recently saw. And dear listeners, it is not part of her film festival, so please don't don't look for it. It's not there. It's um it's an Estonian film. It's called Smoke Sauna Sisterhood. And I went to watch it because I was in Estonia early 2023 with a journalist exchange program. So that was very interesting for me. And in the east of Estonia, they have certain tradition that is actually part of the um, UNESCO World Heritage and that's the smoke sauna where people just get together and talk so the entire film is basically very very slow there's a lot of smoke there's a lot of naked bodies all is a bit blurred because of the steam and there's talking basically so don't don't expect like any fast plot or any any action scenes in there but it was so rich and so dense and pure and at the same time so extremely hard-hitting because you would have all these women basically getting naked and I don't mean that physically I mean they spoke about what it's like to be queer they spoke about sexual pleasure they spoke about sexual violence they spoke about abortion and loss and growing up as a female and gender stereotypes that movie was so intense and it had me thinking that it was really looking into a very private space and not because the people were were naked it was access to something that otherwise you would never hear because I also saw in Estonia that people are pretty closed off when you are a foreigner or a stranger they would not reveal these kind of things and it really had me thinking that this is what movies can achieve they can provide us with information we would otherwise never get. They would give us a perspective in groups or communities that we don't have access to. And I really believe the world can only benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think this is exactly what, what we said before. Like some films stick a little bit longer and they, they change you from the inside and they inspire you and they broaden your horizon. That's why we also feel like it's important not just to stare into our own bubble but also really connect to the stories of women in different cultures that we might not know about uh, yeah so that's a beautiful example and I, I i would love to see that film as well yeah maybe next year for her film festival <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah it's a new film right it's 2023 you said yes yeah okay mm -hmm. nice why do you think events like her film festival are still important these days because honestly I wished it was not necessary to have an event like that because there's also no such thing as his film festival even though it would probably be very necessary if it was maybe about queer men or black men or people of color in general which is again a new perspective 
but that also doesn't exist. And you gave the example of of bombshell, like sexual harassment in media is a thing and not only in the Netherlands, it is all over the world. So why do you think it is so important to create space for women like that, even though I wished we we already were a lot further and it wasn't necessary? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, as I said before, I think the, the power of representation is actually the, the reason that we are doing it. So we truly believe in inspiring through stories. Um, yeah, and, and you're right, there is so much to gain. And I think, especially in terms of safety, that we talk, the topic that we talked about before, there's so much still to do. And then at the same time, for me personally, working in such an in international environment and, and traveling to countries where the position of women is actually very, very different uh, than what we know here, this has also created a bit of sense of hope and optimism and, and um, actually believing that change can and will happen. Um, and I think it's that optimism and that hope that inspires us to move forward. And that also um, paves the way to recognize what has been done already. So without saying that uh, we are there because we're not, there's there's still a lot that needs to happen. I do believe in, in optimism and in believing in a way forward towards gender equality for all genders, of course. And, um, for all people, it's not equality is a very uh, big uh, mission and a big word, which we should always strive for it. But but having said what I said, like um, for us, her film festival is also a celebration. It's a celebration of all these women or all these people who are willing to step forward and be the change makers and lead us towards. Uh, a future where equality can exist. So sharing all these stories is also, yeah, it's 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 an uh, uh, an applause for everyone who tried in their own way. And it can be big and it can be small. It can th be through fashion, for example, as in one of our films, Papicha, or it can be very political and it can be through NGOs, like we are doing our work. And it, but it can also be very personal. For example, calling your girlfriend every week to see if she's okay and and to stick together and to do it together so yeah i think that celebration is um yes yeah, the reason why we do it and the reason why we should keep doing it yeah and i also think we need to talk or i would like to point out how much of an uphill battle that is for each individual that is involved in this because often these women are fighting for their space in their own communities for their perspective and voice to be recognized but then you are also in an environment and with that I mean media especially blockbuster movies that have not a lot of interest in hearing women's women's voices and as you said earlier with with bombshell nobody is going to to be interested in in that version of events so I feel like from from what I see For example, Barbie was a huge success. And we, we saw that there was some sort of demand for that and an interest in having such a feminist movie like that. But at the same time, 
making it as a female camera person or an actress or a female director is extremely hard work. And even though you're probably very good and you have very interesting story to, stories to share, that does not mean they will ever see the light of day because there's not a lot of budget for films like that and especially not for women and then especially not for women of color or maybe a woman that has a disability. Um, yeah, I think you're right. A lot needs to be done. I think we are doing a lot. And um, you asked, like, why do initiatives like this still need to exist? Maybe this is the reason. And with very small steps forward, we're getting there. And I don't know, have you been to the Women's March, for example? Mm -hmm. Or, or to a win, Women's March? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it really stood out that there are so many different angles of watch of, of, of viewing feminism equality whichever type of equality um and and all these vo voices are relevant and now it's time to listen to each other and to work together that's i think two very important topics or 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 ways forward so yeah i i uh yeah we do still need to exist and maybe we need to exist even more all of us with our initiative to um, in our own ways strive forward maybe also as a personal example I am a freelance journalist so I, I work alone most of the time and that often feels very lonely obviously because I'm working alone but also in that sense that I'm often tackling topics that are not appreciated and that the world does not want to talk about. So there's usually a lot of backlash. And I have been struggling with that in the past. And then last year, I went to the Black Archives in Amsterdam Oost, which I really recommend, dear listeners, please, please go. It's, they are fantastic. Yeah. It's great what they're doing. And I spoke with them about that, exactly. And they said, well, we are in the same situation, basically. For us, it is also an uphill battle very much every single day. So maybe just realizing that and maybe just reminding these women filmmakers or actresses or camera women that even though they might feel like they are alone in their work and their struggle and their fight, they are not. That we see them and that we support them even though we might be on the other side of the world, basically. Yeah, well spoken. That's a nice manifesto. And I... I recognize that totally what you said, the feeling of loneliness. Um, and that's really a reminder for all of us to um, reach out. And that's, I think, one of the cool things about the Internet, because sometimes we talk about how it makes us um, like more individual and behind the screen and more anonymous. But it's also a way of connecting. Um, yeah, so... I, I, I recognize it and I feel you and I, I think a lot of people do and um, maybe maybe the female era or the uh, the time that we, we should move into is about collaboration and about working together and about coming together, about connection. It's what humans need. I think uh, apart from water, what what is a basic human right and also a basic human need, um, the, the feeling of being part of something is that as well yeah and connection in preparation of this episode you also told me that Simawi is currently working on another campaign and that you would like to talk about it as it is very very important to you 
take it away. What is it? Yeah, it is very important to me. I think it's very important to all of us to to know about this. So this is a, a concrete example of how I feel that we should also, um, yeah, share the stories of what's going on in the world. And uh, I've been working at Simavi now for five years. And one of the most shocking realities that has come to me in my work here was that in order to access water, uh, women and girls wo worldwide are having sex. And this is a very complex uh, matter. Uh, but when it came to me, it was so shocking. Imagine we, having sex to get your water, being forced to, or even offering it yourself because you need it. So the practice of exchanging uh, sexual favors for something is a very well-known practice uh, in our line of work. Um, and it's something that we should view with, you know, with open eyes and, and also take into account the reality of that situation. So it's not up to us to condemn that or to, you know, to, yeah. But there's a very big difference between exchanging sexual favors for something extra than it is to doing it for your basic human rights, which is water, which is access to water. So that was really shocking to me. And, um, Uh, we started uh, working together with some uh, research uh, partners and, of course, with our local um, uh, employees and partners uh, to, to really research this topic. Like, is it actually happening? And yeah, after some years, it's it's clear it is happening. It's happening in all parts of the world. And yeah, that for us was a reason that we said we, sh we should really focus here on this and 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 yeah common action so last year we started a petition here in the netherlands we collected signature collected signatures and um we handed over the signatures to the tweede kamer so to our government in uh, in den haag and it was actually uh, a successful mission the the signatures were taken uh, and then a, a political process started um where uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but there was a moti, so um, a policy, yeah, let's say an intention for a policy change. It was taken into account by our Tweede Kamer and it was approved, so that actually meant that everybody agreed, like, we should focus on locally-led climate adaptation, which which is the only way you can um, give back the power to where it should belong, and power is also money in this case. Um, But now, uh, the, but with that, the issue is not solved. Of course, we're working on it. So w what we're doing now is, is we uh, want to take this topic more international and also uh, include the United Nations. So we're going forward and we have spoken to the United Nations like this is a human right. It's your job also to protect it. Can we uh, move forward this campaign and will you be included? And they will. So that means um, this year, Right after her film festival, we, we will restart the petition and people can say, I totally agree that this practice should stop and set their, give us their signature and we will offer that to the United Nations at the end of this year. Yeah, so this this for me um, yeah, was shocking, but also a very 
It creates a lot of emotion, right? Desperation, uh, sadness, anger. Um, but also all these emotions lead to activation, to wanting to do something. And that I think that's the beautiful part about my job, which I appreciate, is that I actually have the opportunity to, yeah, on a daily basis work um, with the Dutch audience towards, um, yeah, towards more access to water, to uh, justice uh, and equality. Maybe I don't know if I really explained it, but the relation between women and water is one-on-one. -on -one. So women cannot le lead a normal, healthy uh, life without water. But then also we cannot guarantee access to water if we don't include women in that solution. Uh, so these two are very much interlinked. It's a very interesting uh, topic. And then uh, now with the whole climate change, or maybe call it climate crisis that we are in, um, it becomes even more evident and even more urgent to work with this, these two uh, themes. Yeah, so thank you for uh, letting me uh, talk about that a little. I actually have two examples about that myself and you said anger and that's the main feeling <laughs> the strongest emotion that I have in these scenarios it is not about water but it is about food so in November I was in Armenia to cover the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan in Nagorno-Karabakh Azakh, and how the women are stuck in this conflict and this is obviously not a new conflict it started in the 90s but so many women are now coming forward, but only in feminist organizations, they would not talk about this publicly, that during the war they had to offer sex and return for food in order to survive and to get food for, for their families. And currently I'm also reading a book which I highly recommend. It's called Our Women on the Ground. It's a collection of essays by Arab women reporting from the Arab world. And there were also women talking about how uh, during a crisis or a war, they engaged in something that was called temporary marriages when their husbands had, had died and they were widowed. In order for it to, be, to not be haram, they would start temporary marriages with another man who pays them an allowance basically to buy food for themselves and, and for children which is also basically prostitution. And now, years later, these women are shamed and shunned for doing exactly that. And it made me so angry that we have women in a man-made situation being forced to do these things. They did not do that out of free will. They did do that out of necessity to keep their children alive. And now their society is telling them that it was shame what they did and that they are shameful women for getting involved with the enemy if you talk about nationalism with someone from Azerbaijan or if you talk about uh, faith that it was that it was a sin what they did and I just think this is absolutely outrageous and, and do you know a way to work with your anger mm. 
I wrote an article about that and I it was basically a feminist rant. So <laughs> I, I think I got that covered. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that that definitely helped. Yeah. I think that's important that you that we all find ways to to you know, in a productive way use that emotion. And I think writing an article is a very great example of doing that. But sometimes it's that's why I think optimism is a very important tool because sometimes it's so hard to look at the world around us and be frustrated or being angry or being sad or desperate. And then when that feeling becomes so heavy that you cannot work with it anymore, um, that's when I feel we have lost. So for me, a little bit of hope or optimism always helps to, yeah, to go towards action and towards positive impact. That leads perfectly to my last question. How can people support you and your work? How can people get active with their anger and their emotions yeah. and everything? <laughs> um, well, that's a very big question, but let me um, start by saying, of course, we would love you to watch the films and, and have you inspired by these amazing uh, women uh, that are that are doing what they do worldwide. So start with registering for her film festival. You can do it for free uh, through herfilmfestival.nl. And if you do, we will give you a notification when uh, when the film starts. And we, of course, send you some extras uh, through email in between. Um, if you are inspired to support women worldwide in their daily mission, uh, you can go to simavi.nl and, you know, get yourself educated, maybe make a donation. It really helps. Uh, we invest money in women's groups in Africa and Asia, so the money goes directly to their pockets. And we uh, make sure we uh, that the women have an accountable plan and a budget and a maintenance plan, for example, for uh, the water points they are installing. And we help them with the international lobby and so that all the policies are in place for women to um, to do their jobs. Um, yeah, so that's what you can do through uh, donations. We also have an amazing program on uh, water in schools. It's also very interesting in Uganda, so read about that. Um, if you're more interested in taking more action yourself, we are organizing a very challenging and adventurous walk actually here in the Netherlands. It's in the summer. It's called Watlopen voor Water. So we're actually walking on the water in order to... Um, uh, contribute to water for women worldwide so that's sustainable it's unique it's very fun so if you're interested um, yeah take a look at that and and please I would like to say uh, to all people listening that it really does make a difference your signature on a petition um, your even your small donation even if it's five euros it really does make a difference and also um, watching the films or staying in touch with uh, whichever uh, cause you're interested in. So it can be Simavi or another NGO. It really helps us because it helps us also spread the message of what's going on in the world. And the, yeah, if we, if we cannot do that, there's no starting point for us. So yeah, thank you for, um, for trusting and believing in, in that as well. Yeah. Sabine Brüssel, thank you very much. And I wish you all the best. You too, Sarah. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. 
and for supporting this podcast. If you want to support Amsterdamus even more, there are several options to do so. You can check out the Amsterdamus Facebook page and leave a review. Depending on which podcast app you are using to listen to this podcast, you can also rate Amsterdamus there with a five-star review. In Apple Podcasts, for example, it is possible. Of course, you can also follow Amsterdamus on Instagram. In case you would like to give me some feedback, or you know a person that needs to be interviewed for this podcast, you can send me an email. The email address is amsterdamuspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and have a great day.